0: Someone who always does the right thing, Giles Beckford, called Takuhua NINA, called Giles Beckford, to talk business. Now, Giles, inflation's stickier than treacle on a blanket. You make it sound so yummy.
1: <laughs> if only it were. Unfortunately, the numbers out today, the good news, and I use that with a small g, Uh, in a headline sense, so that the annual rate down from 67 to 6%. That was roughly in line with expectations, perhaps a a tad stronger. But uh, when you dig into them and you slice and dice these numbers and you get to the nitty-gritty, the core inflation, that's the stuff that doesn't move uh, generally. It's not subject to wild volatility, such as food and energy. And the RBNZ's measure of core inflation is 5.8%. It's unchanged for the past three quarters. That's the sticky bit. And I kid you not, sticky inflation is a an official economics term. Uh, but from this point of view, it's showing that, yes, fuel prices may come down and food prices may move uh, up or down depending on weather conditions and supply chain disruptions. But when you look at it at home, the cost of building a house, the cost of living in it, the um, the rents you pay, the rates you pay, the food you need to survive, they are the really stubborn domestic bits of inflation uh, which are proving doubly difficult for the Reserve Bank to knock off its perch and bring lower with all the interest rates uh, rises that we've had over the past couple of years. It raises the question, and this is where we're starting to get into a little bit of a debate between the forecasters. Does the Reserve Bank stay where it said it was going to, at 5.5%, or will it have to do more? And on this basis, um, there's a a minority view at the moment that there'll be one more rate rise to come before the end of the year because the Reserve Bank will lose patience. It will see that if the labour market stays tight in particular, and that, of course, reinforces wage pressures, then the inflation itself will take longer to come down into that one to three percent target band. There's the other school of thought, which is probably the one that's the majority at the moment, says that the Reserve Bank can stick to its word from the uh, statement a week ago. It can stay on the sidelines. It can watch the numbers. It can leave the rates at this level for an extended period. And by that, we're talking about well into next year. So we'll have to pay our money. Take our chance on that one. An interesting debate forming. All eyes will be on the labour market numbers that come out in a couple of weeks. The things that people will be looking for will be an increase in unemployment. And that doesn't necessarily mean mass layoffs. It just means that there are more people chasing fewer jobs available. Uh, And they'll also be looking for signs that wage pressures are starting to ease, remembering wage pressures in the past few months have actually been able to match the rate of inflation. For now, you know, the Reserve Bank obviously will be slightly heartened at the headline rate. It will be a shade nervous at the core inflation pressures.
0: And speaking of interesting, a couple of trademark disputes, court um, decisions, bed, bath and beyond versus bed, bath and table. Not at all confusing, Giles. And then Zuru versus Lego. Uh, We don't often cover
1: these sorts of things, but it's interesting in the past couple of weeks we've had uh, decisions from the High Court on these disputes. They've gone different ways now, bed, bath and beyond a well-known New Zealand brand, well-established. It went to the High Court claiming that Bed Bath & Table, which is an Australian-based firm, that its signage, its uh, marketing, its name, the colour of the stuff that it put out, uh, and the general format of the stores, they were all too similar. And it was um, actually breaching Bed Bath & Beyond's uh, trademark on its name. The High Court said, don't think so. There's enough difference between you. You're both well established. No winner's here, or should we say that Bid Bath and Beyond wasn't the winner? Um, go ahead and do your business. The second one, which is Lego and Zuru. Well, Lego, it's you know it's a global uh, brand. Uh, there are 600 billion Lego bits and blocks and bricks and whatever in the world, apparently. I don't know who counted them, but uh, it's took Zuru, which is run by the Mowbray family, and it's established itself as quite a significant player in the toy market. It took it to court, saying that Zuru was trying to leverage off the Lego brand. Uh, It was using the Lego name in its packaging, for instance. It was saying, our bricks are compatible with Lego bricks. Um, It's had a couple of court cases here. And in the States, the High Court here, a decision that's just uh, been revealed in the past couple of days, says Lego's right. Uh, Zuru is aggressively trying to leverage itself off the Lego name and brand. It cannot make any reference to being compatible with Lego on its packaging. Um, It sees, uh, in fact, the case that was taken here as a means of trying to leverage uh, or gain advantage in a, a US court case that the two are engaged in. So uh, some, some interesting things there. You'd like to think from these sorts of disputes that consumers are well served, that they've come out as the bottom line winners. I suspect we'll have to take uh, and join that queue behind the lawyers.
0: A person here who shall remain nameless, Giles, cannot tell the difference between those two homeware stores. Just saying. Um, Let's take a whiz through the markets, please.
1: Uh, The share market, it had a positive day, but it was minuscule, just 12-point gain, 11,945. The New Zealand dollar got a bit of a spike up after the inflation numbers came out, and that was because investors were betting that uh, rates will stay higher for longer. Since trim those gains, Kiwi finishes the local session 62.6 US cents and 92.2 Australian.
0: Thank you so much. That is business with Beckford. Giles Beckford, live from Wellington.